Welcome to Money on My Mind, the podcast that breaks down the world of finance and other current events for Gen X and Y, straight from the streets, your boys, Jaden and Lewis. Hey guys, and welcome to the second episode of Money on My Mind. I'm Jaden. I'm Lewis. Not Luis. Not as Lewis. the intro would have. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, you know, it's the podcast for making the world of money a bit more relevant for Gen X and Y, um, and really just unpacking stuff that we see in the news media, or in this case today, books, actually, that fit in with what we're trying to achieve here. So, Louis, yes. what are we doing? So, today we're going to be running through basically uh, some behaviors and characteristics of people who have made a lot of money. So, a gentleman... Good people to learn from. Exactly. Simulation you need. Mm-hmm. So, a gentleman called uh, Steve Seibold, he basically did a study of 1,200 multimillionaires and came up with some characteristics they all had in common and some behaviors and traits they all share. So, we'll be focusing on 10 of the major ones that in your daily lives you can start looking into and again, emulating yourselves. Mate, kick off. That was, that was super succinct. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> oh, all off the fly. I manage, I manage sometimes. So, uh, yeah, the first one uh, that he found they all had in common was focusing on earnings. So rather than looking at just paycheck to paycheck, they looked at money basically as a thing that they can grow over time. Because there's not many millionaires that have spent their nine to five working in a you know, pay slip, P-A-Y-G job. It's yeah. Sort of- and not only that, not many of them, well, none of them have been able to save their way there. So Grant Cardone had a great quote where you cannot save your way to become a millionaire. So what that really means is basically he focuses on increasing his income from a monthly basis. So even he started out with an income of maybe $2,000 a month, but now he's raking it in. So two-minute noodles and like university budget basically okay <laughs> so <laughs> what in business you know they call that focusing on your top line so it's looking at your revenue and increasing your sales but yeah. translating it to you know day to day how you can become a millionaire it's earning more income and, and making more money to, yeah it's pretty simple i guess yeah so the basic thing that he suggests is focusing on the monthly income so write down exactly what you're earning each month at this current moment and then putting down what you want to earn so the major thing that he suggests then is looking at a big dream so say you're earning two thousand dollars a month what is the maximum that you could do and we'll go through different methods of achieving that very shortly for a really cool list we'll go through in a minute (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um the second one is basically developing multiple income streams. So very similar to the first one of focusing on earnings. If you're only earning just that one paycheck, uh, the study that uh, Steve actually did said 65% of millionaires have three or more income streams, uh, 45% have four or more, and then around 30% have five or more diversified income streams. So this can be a number of natures. So this can mean from rental properties to shares to even a side business. So, Jaden did a bit of research mm-hmm. about fun little resources of side so businesses. So, I know you're pretty, you know, take your weekends pretty easy. You're hardly working. <laughs> did you know that you could be a freelance bartender and earn 20 to $50 an hour? Oh. Or if you wanted to be a skydiving drop zone worker, good way to earn some extra income <laughs> up to minimum wage plus a dollar per shoot. Now, it doesn't work. It sounds a bit... Here's a good one. 
Emptying septic tanks, you know, you're a pretty practical kind of guy, Louis. I like to get my hands dirty. But really, like, it's just about, you know, developing multiple streams outside of your work and things that you can do to really grow that top line and, and focus on your earnings and, and yeah. grow the money that's coming in every month. And the major thing about it is there's only a finite amount of time. So if you're working a part-time job, maybe starting an additional part-time job such as a septic tank uh, mm-hmm. cleaner or an Uber driver. But there's also the passive income. So those types of incomes which you do not have to de- decide to put any time into. So I actually saw this cool thing when I was looking at this topic and it had like the expenses. So it had, you know, groceries, this job's going to pay for it, uh, holiday overseas, Uber's going to pay for that. Um, I'm going to do, you know, buy a house, this job's going to pay for it. So it almost aligns your income to your goals to what you're doing, which gives you more motivation in doing that stuff and cleaning out poo tanks on the weekend. <laughs> it's it's shit, work, shit work, but, you know, someone's going to do it. Anyway, moving straight on to the next point. So the next point is basically saving to invest, not to save. So if you've if you've managed to achieve so my dolomite account, dolomite account that's saving yeah. saving to save for a certain investment, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so he uh, Steve basically found the only reason millionaires save is to invest. So this process for them is basically automatic because again, finite amount of time that they have, they want to focus on earning the most that they possibly can. So wasting any amount of time looking at saving here or there, scrapping coupons, doing anything like that basically was a waste of time for them. So every single $10,000 that they had or $1,000, they'd look at investing that to generate more of an income. So that's back on the first point. So the savings that they'd managed to accumulate rather than going out, buying a fancy new car or uh, some bling, bling, you know, getting the grills on, (laughs) they decided to put that into a passive investment, which could then next month earn them more of an income, which means that following month they could save more of an income which meant that process was essentially exponential after a certain number of years which and even this is something they can even do now they started playing with an app called acorns which it basically looks at every dollar you spend on your credit card rounds it up so if you buy an espresso for 250 it'll take 50 cents and invest it in an account and it's something that happens automatic so you could even start this right now today you know after you finish listening to sweet podcast you flick out your phone go on the app store and Start on a small scale, but then you know, with a view to growing that and investing more of your money rather than just saving it for a sweet watch. Yeah, and it's basically about seeing that action in process. So if you start using that up, you'll see very quickly that all of a sudden you've got more money. And then if that money keeps just regenerating and reinvesting into itself, it becomes quite a substantial account, especially if it's out of sight, out of mind. These sorts of investments should not be in your daily focus you shouldn't be logging in every day looking at you know oh today it made me a dollar oh no it did make me it made me 450 today it was so sweet yeah nice well over time over time okay (laughs) yeah and the next major point is being decisive so there's again an only finite number of hours in a day even millionaires only have 24 hours every single day that they can dedicate to a certain task so there's a certain thing called decision fatigue say for instance you're going to buy a car you spend the first five hours researching the different types of cars out there uh, but then you start spending additional time and an additional five hours looking at the what has certain sat nav features the difference between the air conditioning units eventually they become important features but you know all important features but after a certain amount of time the function of a car is get getting you to point a from point b so 
there's a fancy economic term called diminishing marginal utility. What that really means is you can only ever get up to 99% of the information that's available. And to do that, you're going to have to dedicate a lot more time than, say, getting 50% of the information. So you can get up to a great amount of information relatively quickly, but every single hour that you put into researching and informing yourself after a certain point, it's almost a waste of time. So, so really, you know, and what he found that research and I suppose tying that all together is really he found that people that were successful and did things well made decisions quickly and confidently. Mm-hmm. But then if they were going to change their mind, did that very slowly. So they weren't flicking and changing lanes and having to rethink things. They'd come to a decision and then move on. Exactly. On and the other major thing there is having automated processes. So if you have to think, what am I having for dinner every night? That takes up a certain Louis amount got of time. snack packs. I was just looking at it before. It's high protein. I've got everything prepared for the week for food. Mm-hmm. So I day to day, if I'm hungry, I'll just grab a meal out, not even a thought process put into it. And that's where another major thing comes in called leverage, where if you can spend an additional hour making $20 and yet outsource something that costs you $10, your net benefit's $10. So think about if you hate gardening and it takes you two hours every week to mow the lawns, do the hedges, do the weeds. Really hate gardening. Really hate gardening. Uh, But yet you manage to, in those two hours, earn $100. Gardening takes- Cleaning tanks. Yeah. Maybe maybe the gardening takes a gardener 45 minutes because they've got all the skills and the tools. If you can pay them something less than $100 and get out of that, then you've come out at a net benefit. So that's a term called leverage and basically reducing how much time you spend on the jobs you don't like and focusing more on making an income. Which is probably something we could do an episode on later on, cost per hour and what you're worth per hour and working that backwards. But The opportunity cost is the fancy term for that one. Uh, Another episode. (laughs) So next point, number five, don't show off, show up. And that's really, you know, on I think your point before about, you know, wasting money on things that, don't really matter yeah. and rather than investing. Exactly. So in Western civilization, we have a great keeping up with the Joneses mentality where if our friends get a fancy new car or watch, we too feel the desire to go and purchase that. But at the end of the day, it can be a waste of money unless you need something and in a, a little plastic watch for $5 does the exact same function as a tag cure for yeah, 10 Kanye doesn't wear that watch. I know, but... He is a millionaire, so that's a drop in the ocean to him. And that's the greatest example. No, it's... Well, Well, he is in debt, but his annual income... He's got some sweet ideas that he's posting, you know, just waiting for a billion dollars. Yeah, well, he should be president. They're going to fund his debt, right? (laughs) So the great example of that is the lottery winners. Um, You see it all the time in America, and it's a bit of a horror story in its own right where you take someone who wins $100 million, within three years, it can all be gone. And you ask yourself how, and it's this exact thing of showing off, I have a lot of money, even people with millions of dollars can go bankrupt almost overnight just through showing off. So the important takeaway there is the only person you should really be trying to impress is yourself, and that's through increasing your net wealth or your income on a consistent basis. On investing. So next point, change your mindset on money, which sounds easy to do, Louis. So the biggest thing in a free market economy is anyone can make unlimited amounts of money. God bless capitalism. Exactly. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> so you see all the uh, overnight billionaires basically like Zuckerberg or um, 
even Steve Steve Jobs from before he passed away. These people came up with fantastic ideas, solved a problem, and released it to the marketplace. So the bigger the problem that you solve, the more money that you can make there. And it doesn't come down to your education or IQ. It just comes down to dreaming big. So changing your mindset on earning income and basically as uh, old Richard Branson does, keep a journal. Even if you have some crappy business ideas like selling ice cream to an Eskimo, just write it down. They do. All they get is fish all day. So a bit of ice cream. (laughs) Bit of deliciousness. So that all comes back to money is in your your own control. Just change the way you think about it. Change your perception on money where if you want to earn an additional $10, you can just set up a lemonade stand. Drive Ubers. Drive Ubers. Rent out a room for Airbnb. It's easy. And that leads well into the next point of investing in yourself. As they say, knowledge is power. So good work for listening to this, by the way. You're yes. smart. You're invested in yourself right now. So the more knowledge that you have, the more you'll learn and the more you'll get to know the way things work. Well, and I remember reading that even Warren Buffett, this guy that's pretty rich over in America, you might have heard of him. Um, he spends 80% of his day just reading books and reading and, and investing in himself because as much as he invests in other companies, he first invests in himself. So I think that says something to the importance of reading Listening to podcasts, educating, not just going, oh, I went to uni, I must know everything. Yeah. It's not really. Exactly. Like if you spend an hour a day just reading about general topics, politics, how even investment works. So that's the main Maybe not thing. the paper. Maybe not the paper. Uh, it's a bit depressing. Or the TV. Just put the TV aside. Well, even I remember reading in, I think Tim Ferriss's like four hour work week that he actually doesn't hasn't picked up a paper in years and just because people inadvertently tell you what's happening in the news or if you talk to them and he's no less of a smart person or hasn't done anything <laughs> worse, he's just gotten back a, you know, an hour a day instead of reading about you know a frog that crossed the road mm. in downtown Gold Coast or just some silly stuff that, that has no value. He's actually read about people that have made money or invested or business ideas and, and really helped himself grow and invest himself yeah and it just comes back to the want again if you want to make money you're going to need to educate yourself and it doesn't come down to a formal education at all it just comes down to listening to podcasts or just reading someone's blog on how to make money even or just googling just google best ways to make money and some things will pop into your mind. And if you don't like reading, actually, what my brothers do, they like um, listen to audiobooks all the time. So, like Audible, put on your phone, listen to books rather than having to read with your eyes, which can be annoying sometimes. <laughs> That's in the past. <laughs> don't need eyes anymore. Nope. Next one, set goals, visualize and achieve them. So, obviously, this guy's you know, he's spoken to over 1,200 of the world's wealthiest people. They're not just millionaires but billionaires and obviously – None of them just woke up one day and just got rich and on the student family. But, you know, most of them would have set goals. And this was actually the common thread that he saw that they'd sat down with the purpose of wanting to go out and be better, do mm. better, and make more money. So, um, Louis, you want to take yeah. on that one? And I guess every single point we're talking about here today is going to be irrelevant unless you actually set a goal in mind. So, if again, the, even the first point, focusing on earnings, if you do not set a goal that in one year's time you're going to be earning an additional $1,000 a month from passive investments and you actually write that down and then come up with a plan of breaking it down into 12 months, 
then breaking it down again into four weeks per month and saying each week I'm going to add an additional $400 into my investment savings account, which is then going to generate that income by the end of the year. If you don't do that, it's going to be very hard. Well, and they actually call that SMART goals, which I wrote down here because otherwise I'd forget it. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound. So like Louis said, you know, if you want to achieve something, you're going to say it's going to be in 12 months from today. So you're time bound. It's specific. I want a million dollars in my account. It's measurable because you need to save X amount every day. It's achievable because he's not saying it's a jillion dollars, <laughs> which is a lot of millions. And it's realistic. So, okay, it might not be a million dollars in a year, but you get the idea that you've actually got to, it's not just a pie in the sky sort of thing. You've got to set it and then resolve to actually achieve it because there was there was a stat that we read that you know people that set goals actually achieve ten times so ten x more than everyone else that just says they're going to do something and then never does it so it's it's yeah. something definitely worth doing and if you want to do something you've got to have a reason why to do it and goals are that reason and I found that only three percent of people actually do write down those smart goals so you've got three percent of the population achieving ten times what the other ninety seven percent ten x baby ten x. So leading on to that is spending time with people you admire. So those 3% of people who are achieving 10 times what everyone else is achieving, they're people you want to emulate and share ideas with. So there's the old uh, saying of monkey see, monkey do. If you're seeing people achieving wealth and you hear their stories, basically it can give you belief that you too can do that. So emulating their success and avoiding naysays are the two biggest things to achieving your goals. Love it. I got nothing to add. That's a good point. So yeah, it comes the next one just comes basically to a catch-all and solving every single problem where if you want to make money, you need to solve a problem. So the bigger the problem, the more money that can be made. So you look at every single billionaire in the world, they've set out to achieve a problem. So you look at, again, Zuckerberg, people want to to talk or originally they just wanted to perv on people in university which which was a problem problem yeah privacy privacy and things like You're that weirdo. But it ended up to uh, connecting the world so <laughs> <laughs> and then even the founders of snapchat people just wanted to send some dick pics to each other mm-hmm. best format known now right apparently it's the next big social media thing yeah because keeps into line with people with short attention spans that probably turned off nine minutes ago to this podcast. <laughs> but, but it is. It's it's the way that you know information is being sent these days. But anyway. Yeah. So the best best thing to do there is in your daily life, if you run into a consistent problem every single day and there's nothing out there to help facilitate or ease that problem. There there's you no go. way to send dick pics quickly. Then that's how Snapchat got made. That's how it's done. <laughs> so the basic takeaway points from this are the three so major ones. So it all back together and like you said, it's based on um, Grant Cardone's book. Uh, oh, sorry, Steve. Yes. Yeah, Steve, Steve Seibold. So, My bad. How rich people think. Um, bring it together, Louis. So basically increasing your income is the major one. So that comes down to developing multiple streams of income. So basically diversifying and reducing your risk. The best way to think about it is if you are made redundant from your job, if you have multiple sources of income, so you've got a side business, you've got some investments like shares or property, which are generating that income passively without you having to lift a finger, then you'll be okay for a certain period of time. Um, also just automating the savings through the passive income. Uh, if you just every single month set $400 aside 
direct debited from your account into an automated. You can even actually set up from your employer as well. They can stick money in another account that yeah. you forget about account that you set up. And- well, the greatest examples are um, superannuation for that, where not only can you reduce your taxable income, you can put funds into an account that A, you can't touch, B, uh, pretty, pretty much in the most tax effective environment we currently know. The maximum it gets taxed is 15%. Moment. At the moment. <laughs> we'll see We'll see what trickery the government can play on it. But um, yeah, so that's the first point, increasing your income. The next one, so change your mindset on money. So like Lou was talking about before, it's you know, you've got to think big, then think bigger. So, so no one's got yeah. to reach thinking small. Exactly. So why why limit yourself to a million dollars? If you think a million dollars is a big goal, times by 10. Say, I'm going to make $10 million instead and aim big because it's better to aim big and fall short than to only aim for a million dollars. Yeah, you get a million dollars, but yet you could have doubled that. And really you've got to look at why you're doing it. So it's making a million dollars is sweet, but then why are you trying to achieve that? What do you want to do with that? And what are you going to get from those goals? You know, is more money going to give you freedom? Is it going to give you happier life, mm. more time with your family? As I said, money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure does help. If mm. you have more freedom in your life and you can focus on You don't what- see many unhappy people living on deserted islands, <laughs> on beach resorts, getting to the cocktails at lunchtime. Yeah. So it's about basically focusing on what you want to achieve with the money. So if you want to to leave an inheritance or start donating to charity or just be philanthropic in your life, then it's probably a good thing to focus on. And that's your why. And then lastly, just stop procrastinating. So there's an old saying that time's your best investment. You think about if you lock $1,000 away right now, in 30 years time, depending on your rate of return, that money could be four or five times what it is. If you're approaching retirement, you lock $1,000 away, good luck making that four times unless you just win big on the, a casino game or something like that. So or don't you make delay. A donation to them, which you don't want to do because no. you're just going to lose your money. So. Exactly. And they don't like giving it back. <laughs> found that the hard way. So <laughs> just don't delay on decision making, basically, and start now. now. So that was our episode for today. Good old Steve Seibold's book. So definitely check it out. We'll put it in the comment notes. Um, I'm Jaden. I'm Louie. Until next time, keep making money.